0: Calder tried to remember if this woman looked like anyone he had seen during his 19 years on Earth. But just as the sorrow of the Earthbound is shut on the other side of the death door, the memories of Earth are drawn away from the dying soul. When Calder died and became a fetch, his old life was eclipsed by his new one. He could remember being human in a distant way like viewing a painting on a wall through an open door, one room removed. Whether the picture of a Fetch's past life was heavenly or hellish, it appeared serene and remained motionless. Calder's own painting of his human life was a rich and shadowed thing, deep with color and detail, but as still as any canvas mounted on a wall. Before a theatrical arch, under the warm glow of a paper lantern, with his audience of gentlefolk standing or reclining about him, Calder played an ornate drum and sang so sweetly that everyone stopped to listen. At his feet lay a fur cloak, perhaps a gift from his noble patron. What songs he sang and the name of his benefactor were distant to him now, in both time and interest. But sometimes, as he traversed the aisle and heard the pulse of music in the theatre or feast of the soul in his charge, he would almost recall some snippet of tune or line of poetry that had been known to him on earth. A note that leapt up and hovered, a simple lyric of love unrequited. The memory would flare, then fade before he could repeat it. When this happened, Calder wondered if under this perfect picture of his human life, there might not be another painting, hiding in pentimento, its darker and forgotten shapes, waiting to be drawn to the surface. Calder tried now to recall women he had known on Earth, but he could not remember any sisters or his mother. He imagined what the women might have looked like, those that listened to him sing. Graceful ladies in satin and pearls, nodding with admiration. But none of the feminine visions he could conjure brought him joy, like this woman in white. Calder stood still so as not to disturb her, though he couldn't be seen or heard by most mortals. She must have been the nursery maid or governess, "'for she was wearing a simple cotton dress "'with the sleeves rolled to the elbows. "'In contrast to the room, "'which was richly dressed with brocade curtains, "'cushioned chairs, and a brass crib filled with lace bedding. "'Perhaps the baby was only her charge, "'but it was clear that she loved him "'as though he was the only child on earth. Calder studied her delicate fingers "'as she cupped the baby's head.' And lifted him to her lips. He watched her heartbeat tap an almost invisible rhythm at her throat. He felt despair pulsing through her, but only the slightest trembling was visible in her shoulders. She was calling all her strength to the task. Calder could feel it as distinctly as he felt his own tremors. She was trying to still her nerves and calm her breathing so that the dying child would sense no fear. Calder watched with a confounding sense of loss. And this was when he did something he had never done before, in all his years as a fetch. He hoped the child would live. Calder, like all fetches, was supposed to be indifferent to the outcomes of death scenes, and usually that came naturally. Some souls chose to cross over, Others chose to stay, and it was not always the sickest who chose death, or the one with the slightest wound who chose life. A fetch was to respect this choice without question and without judgment. Calder had never wished to stop a death. But when a death scene held a single mourner, one human left alone with no relative or friend as comfort, Calder felt an instinct to stay with him, though of course he could not.